distinctly remember uh, Pepino telling us a story when we were younger fellas of the Sticks playing at his high school auditorium and they booed them off the stage <laughs> because, because they were playing Beatles covers at the time. It was before they became Sticks, you right? But they were Sticks still. And uh, yeah, booed off the stage, man. <laughs> like, uh, verifiable proof, though. Everybody starts off at the bottom. <laughs> it's got to be persistent. Just stick with it. Uh, stick I got to say, yeah. though, that song in particular, The Renegade by Styx, reminds me always of Billy Madison when he goes on his drinking binge experience <laughs> after he like totally fails and he goes around and lights the bag of poop with uh, his two best friends, Frank and Jack, right? So funny. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh man, it's so good when they like light the bag of poop on fire and uh the old man steps on it with the shotgun. Yeah, and they um they start rolling around laughing and I don't know if it's Norm McDonald or uh, Artie Lang the two buddies, but one of them as they're like squealing and laughing and rolling around mutters out how it's like the best night of their lives and that is one of my favorite parts of that whole movie. Is- <laughs> Two grown dudes rolling around in laughter from some guy stepping on a bag of poop that was on fire, and that's that's the greatest night of your life. <laughs> uh, maybe not when you're that old, but those really are great days when you're just in high school. This is before you're old enough to like, you know. Oh yeah, old enough to uh, what appreciate it or. Nah, you know, like, there's that, like, that senior year of high school, you know? Like, before y'all go to college, it is kind of like, uh, you're old enough to just <laughs> to do a lot of shit you probably shouldn't be able to do, <laughs> you know? And you got cars and Wait, money. It's just good times. Good I times. thought the premise, though, of Billy Madison was that he was a guy who was, like, a decade removed from being in high school. And him oh, and his... yeah, that's why I said not when you're that old. <laughs> okay. But, yeah, yeah, he was like 28, way too old. <laughs> so it makes it so good. Yeah, oh, no, like, yeah that's why it's so funny. Because when you're 30 and bald, you shouldn't be doing it. But right. In or... high school, those are great days to look back on. That's not right. the best days. Simpler times, <laughs> I guess. I could no understand. But, hey, man, uh, <laughs> could I daisy chain off of our last show? Please, I was hoping you would. I, we got a little cut off. Uh, shall we recap briefly to catch those uh, maybe who aren't on board with what we were discussing, which was, if I'm not mistaken, uh, a bit of a deep dive from the Morning Joe, and they were discussing the Christian nationalists and the rise of Christian nationalism, and apparently there's a new documentary by Rob Reiner about it. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to hear them. I don't give a fuck about any no, of those that's guys. That's all. That's all we got. Uh, <laughs> it reminded me of something that I saw. I, I saw it a lot before. You, it com- comes up every once in a while. Uh, in our lifetime, every president has walked away with hundreds of millions of dollars, except one. Donald Trump lost money. Well, that's right, right? man. And then Rob Reiner says it in that little fucking documentary. What would the forefathers think? Right. Yeah, man. What would the forefathers think of what's going on? And it just it really bothers me because I have a little article here. What happened to the signers of the Declaration of Independence? 
these are our forefathers. Right? I, I don't think you could get more for hell, you still there? Oh yeah, I'm following. Yeah. I thought you were gonna Oh, I thought you <laughs> were uh... threw me off. Oh no, I'm sorry. I, I was it's giving not you a rhetorical the... question. <laughs> oh. I thought you were giving some dramatic pause, you know? No, no, no. I'm saying, like, don't you think these are, like, these are the forefathers you guys keep bringing up? Yes, absolutely. Right? right? Like, the guys yes. who signed the declaration? <laughs> right? Absolutely, man. Dude, uh, five were captured by the British as traitors and tortured before they died. Twelve had their homes ransacked and burned. Two lost their sons in the Revolutionary War. Uh... Two others had sons captured. Nine fought and died in the in the Revolutionary War. All of them died poor, and uh, and criminals on the run from the law of the British Army. To reiterate, these are the signers of the Declaration of Independence. All fifty six of them. Yes. Wow. They they lost everything, <laughs> and it goes on to say like who like who were these guys? They were lawyers. They were large plantation owners. All of them were very, very rich men who put it all on the line, and then they left broke with nothing. They all, like, died with nothing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, one guy was captured. This one guy was, like, captured by the British by the time he made it back home. Uh, like, eight of his sons were dead. Wow. <laughs> his wife. And then there was, he had, like, two daughters that he just never found again. They that is um, that's some wild perspective, really, to kind of frame it in the idea of you are sacrificing your entire life and the even your namesake, your genetic code, may be wiped from the planet because you are going against the monarch. And look where we are here in twenty twenty four. People, we still talk about Meghan Merkel. And the monarchy, I, I mean, we're still uh, involved with the British and the monarchy, so... Well, 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 what I'm saying is, if you guys say what you want about Trump, and I'm not... I, you know how I feel about him. He's not my hero. I'm probably not even going to vote for him in 2024, to be honest with you. But uh, my vote doesn't matter because I'm in Chicago. So <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter. But for say whatever it. you want about him. The, when you're the guy, you know, you guys always talk about right side of history. It's never the people that are in charge making hundreds of millions of dollars that end up being the ones on the right side of history. And I'm not saying Donald Trump will be, but I know you won't be. You know? Interesting. And I, again, I can't get over the framing of these people signed it knowing that they would risk everything. And then ultimately, history showed that they did lose everything and uh the powers that be made it so but they inspired right i guess the revolution if we understand our history man i i'm always blown away by the war of 1812 and how the british just showed back up and just started burning stuff like the white house (laughs) it's kind of they had to right yeah but does that mean that they kind of own us I mean, we do love talking about the royals over here. I mean, the real question is, was that a bigger insurrection or January 6th? No, Jan 6th was the greatest (laughs) insurrection in the history of the world. I mean, come on, Frank. (laughs) One shot fired. They followed the velvet rope. Because the shot hurt around the world. In 2021, when did this happen? Ah, man, so funny.
Uh, I don't know. You know, yeah, a lot. I don't really know anything about the War of 1812. I just kind of know we teamed up, or the French helped us out, and we won. 1812 is just interesting because the British showed back up and, you know, burned a lot of stuff down and showed their might. You know, there's a lot of conspiracies out there that we are part of this one giant kind of syndicate, and it's involved with. You know, look at all the monoliths that there are. There's the one in D.C., and then the one in the Vatican, and the one over uh, in London. And so they kind of represent the, tr- you know, the trinity of what kind of rules this planet, right? You, you get the spiritual, and then the financial, and then the war machine that is America. So, you know, there's, there's a lot of stuff out there to kind of get behind that. And, um, you, you know, and in that sense... This, the monarch and the royal bloodline and the families that run everything. Remember the Illuminati we were discussing over with uh, Cat Williams allegedly being invited and then told to buzz off after they thought, well, we'll be better off with Ludacris? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, <clears throat> Kevin Hart. I like the idea of this all-powerful, super-class Illuminati being like, you know what we need to take over the world? Bring me Ludacris. Hmm. Dude, you didn't see the uh, article, huh? Tim Dillon did like <laughs> no. an hour special on it. Really? About the skull and bones. So I have an interesting one on skull and bones that uh, I didn't realize until I did a little digging because I was reading about Howard Taft, which is kind of bizarre. But um, mm. uh, the only presidential election in the history of America to have two skull and bones against each other was tw- 2004. Who was that? who was going against Bush? Was that John Kerry? Kerry. Oh, uh, he's a fellow bonesman. Uh, yeah, 2004 uh, is the only year uh, a because Taft is a bonesman, and I believe uh, if you go back in history, there's there's a bunch of uh, skull and boners out there, as I like to call uh, there's them. A bunch of boners, <laughs> dude. It's <laughs> really right. funny. Apparently, the new boners, the new age <laughs> skull and boners. The new boners are are no good, actually. Dude, the article was like they, they apparently went into their like tomb and took down all the pictures of the previous, uh, like <laughs> people because they were all white men. Yeah, apparently now it's all inclusive <laughs> because it's Yale and they subscribe to the. I dude, that's funny. I read similar stuff. How they actually. Then it makes you really think about these secret societies. Like, maybe it is, maybe Nick, Nixon was right. Maybe it isn't oh, just a bunch of fellas doing a bunch of gay stuff, and it's a secret thing, right? Dude, come on. <laughs> come on, man. Even the secret societies have to be inclusive? This doesn't make sense. What's going on here? Yeah, I, I found it pretty funny. And, but it, it was funny, dude. That's sense. a funny article. Yeah, it makes sense, though. You know, uh... <laughs> These institutions, these uh, Ivy League places, they're all in on the woke. Look who runs them, man. Claudine Gay doesn't even get fired. Still getting paid $900,000 a year. Uh, you know. how, how many white men are turning in their graves right now? <laughs> Definitely Geronimo. Did I get that right? <laughs> yeah, he lost his head. So Apparently, uh, and I did a little reading, uh, and it's probably even like Wikipedia, but like, you know, they... 
they have all sorts of uh, bones that they've stolen, allegedly, and I don't know. It makes you really double-think uh, about these secret societies. Maybe a lot of them are there to kind of take you off the true pathway to who's really running the scene. Maybe ultimately, really, it's, you know, the Rothschilds and the bankers and, you know, the people who have been basically running everything since before the turn of the previous century, not even this current one. You know, I mean, there's there's families that have been running the show and owning our information, like the major newspapers and then the major news stations. And, you know, for, for entire generations of this country, we don't even know what the history truly is anymore because it's been so corrupted by those who own the, the, print, the printing presses. That's a good call. Yeah, we don't know our history. The bankers own it all, man. So, you know, who's to say when they declare their next great reset, right? Maybe it's already happening. We don't realize it. They're just deleting all of history. They're going digital. And then, you know, all the stuff, you know, the Tuckers out there are scaring us appropriately, right? There's going to be some EMP attack. A nuclear thing goes off in the stratosphere. Or uh, the sun explodes in some manner and knocks out our satellites. Uh... All of a sudden, we're in the Dark Ages, man. They predict 90% of us would die, right? Okay, well, fine. (laughs) Maybe that's why they're doing all the chemtrailing, right? If you learn how to spray enough of those tiny particulates into the atmosphere, you can block the radiation from the sun when it shoots its uh, super ray at at us. How does that work? I don't know. Uh, That one I really stretched for. I'm going to... Yeah, Not that's lie. what kills me about the uh, conspiracy theories. Never good at explaining. I guess neither am I. Ultimately, I think they just want to trim the fat of society and shrink us down to 500,000, which they're probably... 500 million. Or million, yeah. They're probably going to get there, honestly, uh, with the vaccine program and everything. I have a juicy one. Uh, what's her name? Burks is making the rounds again trying to defend her legacy as is Fauci and everybody else post-COVID. They don't want to sound like they were the murderous Nazis trying to lock us down and force us to take their poison <laughs> shots, right? They're just following the science, uh, man. <laughs> dude, what's crazy is while everybody's talking about Fauci behind closed doors, the CEO of Pfizer was making the rounds, talking about turbo cancer That's and right. like more vaccinations. Yeah, man. Not only that, we have, I have a clip of Burke's confirming in in so many words that yeah it's true when it comes to long covid what you're really experiencing and seeing are the effects of hiv and it just kind of happens to be that they're starting to reveal that there are elements of hiv in the vaccine shots so uh, oh yeah come on i was saying it from a long time ago vades man Vaccine and Dude, well, ever, ever ever since the story of the the pangolin fucked the bat, and now we got that's right, COVID. Dude. It automatically just flat flashback. Yeah, somebody fucked a monkey, the and now monkey. we got AIDS. <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh no, I'm starting to think Fauci had a lab that started the AIDS virus. That's right, and the new age AIDS is VADS or the vaccine induced AIDS through the mRNA shots. Uh, here, mm. I got, I got old Deborah Burks. She's making the rounds, like I said, trying to change her legacy, and she's kind of, kind of shooting the shit with my new favorite news anchor, <laughs> Mike, you're gonna fucking tell. love this. You already know it. Come on. 
Comparisons to HIV. You've done a ton of research. Uh, do you believe he is the best? I can't <laughs> believe he's back, and he is now the best one on TV. I, Gotta I'm give it to him, dude. I give love Cuomo right now, man. I just yeah, give the man. I mean, it's just you know why? Because he comes back now. He feels vindicated. He can do what he wants. You know. Now you're getting the real Cuomo. Dude, he's also talking about the vaccine injuries and AIDS and uh, from the vaccine. He's talking about UFOs. It's funny. He's just trying to get the clicks. I get Dude, the, it. The whole, and the whole idea that he's like, no, 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 everything I did on CNN, that was just for money. But <laughs> no, don't worry. No. This is not for what I'm doing here. This is not for money. This is real, real me. Hey. But yeah, they're paying me a lot of money. <laughs> Bada bing, freaking boom. <laughs> I cut my check from Pfizer. What do you want? Oh, what did you? Stromboli. Come on. Hey, you never took a check from somebody? Come on. <laughs> All right. So, yes, it's true. I'm, I'm falling. I like News Nation. They, they're very clippable these days, and you get better newscasts from them in general uh, versus what I've been getting from the regular stuff. So here we go. It's my, my double dip into Cuomo today. Uh, but he's got Burks. Deborah Burks, and they're talking about the similarities between. <laughs> I, I'm not getting the similarities between long COVID and AIDS. Some of the best right? is, no, that was CNN Cuomo. No, I'm on Newsmax. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm still interviewing the same fucking people about the same fucking it's, topic, and we're telling the same lies. Same we, lies. We're getting the same checks from Pfizer, right? But same we're. Just, <laughs> You're just not seeing the Pfizer commercial anymore. Right? No, I'm a totally different guy. Listen to my podcast. It's literally called the CCP. You, you just you won't see the Travis Kelsey commercial on here. That's the only difference. <laughs> oh yeah. You get that on CNN. <laughs> We're not animals. Oh, hey, where's the calamari? Eh? <laughs> All right, here we go. Yeah, Cuomo, again, talking to Burks about the similarities between uh, long COVID and AIDS. Comparisons to HIV. You've done a ton of research in this. Sorry, HIV. I'm an idiot. Mm. Uh, do you believe this is a false flag? Is there something that contextually uh, people need to understand about that comparison? Or is this much darker a potential reality than we knew? The reason... The comparison to HIV is important is because HIV was also asymptomatic. And also, we created both diseases in the same <laughs> lab. I don't know. It's, it's crazy, right? I mean, you couldn't see the virus through symptoms because people were infected for seven, eight, nine years before they developed symptoms. But HIV quietly destroyed our immune system. And we learned a lot about immunology from HIV. And then we created COVID and <laughs> the vaccine. See, it kills you faster. It's beautiful how science we, works. We learned a lot, like how to spread it to more than just the gay population. <laughs> yes. Most importantly. Now we got all of you. It's beautiful. It's changed completely <laughs> our cancer. You should see the progress we, ma we made when we tortured the beagles. Uh, can we get Fauci in the room? <laughs> Therapy. The sex We're organs learning. seem so similar, but man, <laughs> who'd have thought you had to have butt sex to spread the AIDS? <laughs> now about mitochondria and viral impact and brain fog and this, the changes in our neurons and the, the cells that nourish our neurons that really allow us to think and move. And we're learning that because what of the long COVID has done. And so there's two sides of this coin every time. There's a lot of destruction 
that mild and moderate COVID can do that is on scene, just like HIV was destroying our immune system. But what came out of that is brilliant science that changed how we treated HIV. And if you're diagnosed today, you can live a, a very uh, normal lifespan. Uh, and people not only survive. Can I get a, uh, and a fucking pause on that real quick? Wait a minute, wait a minute. Did she, did she just literally just say it's like AIDS and it's going to destroy your system? It has already. That's right. But we're going to get some great science out of it? Great. We're going to get good data out of you, guinea pig. <laughs> Thank you for taking our experimental gene therapy. It's going to kill you faster than AIDS. Congratulations. But think about all the data. We got a lot on the... Oh, my God. Dude, they're literally telling you. Yes. I told you this is so freaking oh unbelievable. They have to look at the excess mortality rates, the turbo cancers. They, first of all, Ugh. they cannot hide the fact that everybody's aware that turbo cancer was never a thing until after everybody got these shots. What are you talking about, friend? It was normal for <laughs> 30-year-olds to get cancer. You get diagnosed with cancer at 32. By 32 and a half, you're dead. Normal. <laughs> Hey, but everybody. Oh, man. Yes. This Dude, is... uh, Nona was telling me about this lady who was like, she's afraid because her doctor told her to get this season's boost, but she lost two sons. One was like 54, 157 to like, uh, to stroke and neurological issues. And then a 34 year old grandson to a heart attack. Oh, all man. in the span of a year. Come on. Come on, people. Wake <laughs> up. I was like, I didn't know what to tell her. Tell her don't take the fucking shot. Clearly your genes can't handle mRNA. Do not take the shot. <laughs> How about uh, you go, go back to 2019 and do what you did then and stop doing everything you did after that. Maybe you will be a little healthier. I don't you'll know. You'll probably live. We I, won't get as good of data. <laughs> well, the data won't be as good, but you'll live. Yeah. Dude, what did I say before I said it on the podcast? People, they do not care about you. In their minds, they're going to save a larger population. Like, they, they just, I don't know. Uh, it's crazy stuff, and it just confirms what we've been saying since day one. We have experienced, for very few of us, I guess, according to the data, uh, the worst I told you so in history. The small percentage yeah. of people who didn't take any of the shots are going to tragically watch everybody around them who did just waste away apparently faster than AIDS took out people. Yeah, that's... Yeah. You're not even hiding like. it. They're confirming it by saying that, look, we've looked into the data about long COVID, which sounded like a joke before, but now it's becoming apparent that it's uh, AIDS. Sorry. Yeah, that's crazy. And we were uh, we discussed a little bit, but Fauci in his last deposition over on Friday or whatever, uh, after we had done our last show, had confirmed that uh, finally, for the first time officially, 
that COVID did indeed come out of the Wuhan lab, which we all knew because Jon Stewart came out of the desk on late night with Stephen Colbert and told us, and we all laughed, remember? So that's when we People knew. still deny it. We knew it happened officially, but now it's, a, it's official official that it came out of the lab that we were funding illegally through Fauci's company. Uh, and, you know. and did you see where he came? Did you see when he was asked about the six foot uh, distancing? That it was total bullshit. The number it just kind of appeared. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was the exact quote. Exact quote. It just kind of appeared. <laughs> the, the number six feet just appeared. That's your. You guys. That was the science. You were shoving down our throat. The science. It just appeared. Science. The number just appeared. And, and then you make fun of the people who are like, yeah, no, I kind of believe in a God. <laughs> you know, all those nut jobs with their alternative sources of, sources of information who said, you know, I think those masks and I think that six foot distance idea was uh, nonsense. And that's why we didn't follow it. And now it's true. Uh, we've had this data. The masks are coming back hard, man. It's so funny. What's weird is it, there's so much data and science out there to prove that the masks not only do nothing to stop any of these diseases, but they are also harmful harmful to wear all the time. Um, you probably will develop your own like personal respiratory disease just by wearing that mask and breathing in all those you know p- microplastics and everything. It never seemed right. Or normal, um, you know. They're they're all about promoting anti health. They're anti fuck, yeah. right? That's how these people. Work. <laughs> these are anti fascist man. I'll never forget when one guy was like, he's wearing the the fitted M ninety five mask, and he's he's like, Mike, what do you mean you don't think these work? And I'm like, well, I'm literally wearing one that my grandma sewed together from an old shirt. <laughs> I I don't think this is serious. <laughs> Well, it's weird. I've seen people, you're right, I've seen the masks come back, but I've seen people rocking gators recently, which, that's, <laughs> that just means you don't read anything. Oh, you're just an idiot. You, yeah. yeah just... You don't even get, what, you don't even get what's going on. Although it's just good sometimes for the cold weather. I'll just wear one. Maybe that's what it is, and I'll give it to people if that's what they're rocking, which is understandable, especially in these Arctic sub- Zero temperatures that their heart machine is uh, laying on us here in North America. It's the whole country right now. Like, all the way down to Texas, I believe, is completely submerged in below zero temps. And you guys are getting uh, blizzarding, is that right? Or is that New York? Yeah, we had a little bit, not bad. Yeah, see, it's just winter. They, they can't gonna be fu- <laughs> Actually, we're going to be fucked. Dude. I'm probably not going to stop working for the next three days. Because if it stays this cold for, like, two days or more... Once the frost line gets lower than six feet, now it's hitting all the main, the water mains. Oh, yeah, man. They just freeze and break. There's nothing you can do. Is is there any way as a homeowner that you could, like, prevent anything like that happening? Like, do you just keep flushing your toilets over and over again? (laughs) No, you just put your your faucets (laughs) on a dribble. Oh, really? Just have some water flowing through there? Yeah, because it's, you know, uh, flowing water is harder to freeze. All right, man. Good call. But even that, if it gets too cold too long, and that frost line gets too low, it, it nothing you can do. Wow. All but, right. Yeah, you, if everybody runs water in the block, you know, it, it does help the water, man. That's scary stuff, man. 
Wow. I don't know what to think about that. I can't really do anything. Yeah. I guess uh, I'm doomed. We're, we're set for two more days of <laughs> negative 10 degrees, man. No, you know what it is? It's like <laughs> it reminds me all the time where like people who like Adam Carolla, they'll tell you, anybody who works in the trades, they have just a very realistic about how the world works. You know what I mean? So when you tell me like, oh, global warming, it's getting warmer. Really, because every four years we have to worry about the frost line getting too low. <laughs> so, so, you know what I mean? I don't know. I'm starting to not believe you. And I've said it again with like the averages not going up. Like I'm just starting to not believe you. Yeah, it's been not very hot here in Colorado, honestly. We had a, a warm, dry fall, early winter, but now again, Arctic temps and it snowed like two feet in the ski ranges. I think our chemtrailing did in cloud seeding did plenty up there and we're making the money now. <laughs> Everybody's happy, right? So, you know, I mean, what, what do people need to complain about? The, the changing of the climate, man, is mind-blowing to me. I, I, I can't imagine people sustaining that mentality long enough over uh, like three or four decades. It's, it, so to be in your like 40s and 50s and, and think that like humans are drastically affecting the climate, I, you know, you need to have your head examined. I know. Yeah, you're right. Because you're now living through multiple generations of these doomsday theories and prophecies, and and you live past their end game. And you still believe it's coming? Keep keep pushing the goalposts? We've gone through this for so long. Al Gore and now John Kerry have both retired as their like doomsday climate change czars. We're gonna get the next one, whoever that is, man. But not, not only retired, retired to their mansions on the beach yes, that they're not afraid is gonna get washed away by climate change. And they're gonna fly in their multitude of private jets around the world to just get paid millions of dollars to speak at places where they tell people like, no, now it's gonna be an ice age or whatever. What's the new thing? Roll the <laughs> dice, baby. Give me more money. <laughs> Remember, ridiculous. I'm a Democrat. <laughs> Whatever I say is true. Yeah, yeah, climate change, come on. You're right. If you're 50, 60, how many Greta Thunbergs have you seen in your life? That's my point, man. Like, and again, if you're yeah. 60 now, you've lived through, uh, we're gonna, it's going to, Nimoy telling you we're going to have an ice age. And then uh, the beatnik hipsters in, you know, the early 90s saying it's going to be acid rain. And then the weirdo hippies now saying we're going to, everything's going to melt and we're all going to drown. And don't pay attention to the billionaires uh, buying a property in Lahaina. Uh, <laughs> what happened there? Laser beam? Never mind. <laughs> yeah, talk about it. Paint your house blue. It's all about the derangement syndrome, man. It's, it's amazing that people are able to keep themselves wrapped up in it and at that high of a level of oh, it. I say it all the time. It's got to be exhausting being a Democrat. Especially someone like Whoopi Goldberg, man. I have a... F- I have a gem of a clip of her losing her mind about what's going to happen when Trump becomes president this year. Oh, I'm so glad you got this. I'm sure you saw him making the rounds. I saw the same snippet. I clipped a little bit further before and after to give people a nice feel for what Whoopi's getting all worked up about. Uh, This is a fun one. I love the ladies at The View, dude. They're just, they're they're bonkers. (laughs) I I can never get this, like, out there enough. Whoopi 
Goldberg, who changed her name to Goldberg because she thought it would get her farther in in, in the field. And we're in just leave, we'll leave it at that. All right, we don't want you know. You could speculate on your own what that means. You go on your own way, man. That's her, <laughs> not me. She said that openly. Oh yeah, yeah. She did okay. do that. This is true. And then now she's a supporter. Uh, I don't know what she supports anymore. Uh, but I got Whoopi losing her mind. And gang, I think oh, there's a little joy in here. Wait, hold on. Did you say you don't know what Whoopi supports? Frank, she supports whatever Trump's against. <laughs> she's against whatever Trump supports. Come on. Man, it's like you're not paying attention. <laughs> Dude, you just nailed it. All right, here we go. This is Whoopi uh, Trump derangement syndrome. And I think there's a little projection going on with the Democratic Party. We'll see. It's ours to lose. It is this country. This is what it's all about. Either you want it to work forward thinking, you want everybody to have the ability to say how they feel, what they want to move forward, or you don't. Or you want somebody who says, I'm going to be on day one, I'm going to be a dictator. Who says it to you, tells you, I'm going to put you people away. I'm going to take all the journalists. I'm going to take all the gay folks. I'm going to move you all around and disappear you. <laughs> if that's the country you want, you know who to vote for. Similar to the people on Jan 6th, right? You just kind of disappeared just them. Just moved them around. Yeah. <laughs> that's not, if that's I not. I don't remember him saying anything about gay people. No. No, I don't know what she's. He was the first president to take office. Uh, who believed in gay marriage. But, dude, these are the people who are... Uh... He's actually the most, like, do-what-you-want-to-do kind of president. I mean, th- we're talking to the crowd of, he said, drink bleach, man. We've... <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're we right. live in parallel but distinctly different Frank, there was universes. a lady who gave her husband hydrochloroquine from the aquarium <laughs> and killed him. Yeah, the lady killed him on purpose. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. We're, she got charged with first-degree murder. We're not living in the same realities. I listened to Whoopi Goldberg and the clucking hens over there at The View, and I am flabbergasted at the way they are envisioning the world. It It's... It's pretty crazy. Both sides, though, everybody thinks there's this, you know, everyone's dooms saying and prophesizing and thinking if one guy wins, then it's the end of the world versus the other. I think history has proven to us, really, like, you know, it gets tough or not either way, depending on who wins, but we kind of tend to rebound as a country. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, I, I'm hard-pressed to truly believe democracy is hanging in the balance here. And how many times has democracy been hanging in the balance? I bet you in 1980, or I'm sorry, in 1886 or 1865, <laughs> 86, yeah. maybe in the 1860s, maybe, <laughs> maybe democracy was hanging in the balance. It's possible. Bit. It's very possible. Oh, Frank, we had a tranny president. <laughs> that blonde chick's a dude? <laughs> oh, man. You know, like... Possibly 1860-ish, right? Democracy in the balance. I'll give it to you. Then maybe. I don't know about now, though. We seem a little far off from that point. Really. I don't know, man. I don't even think the Civil War was an insurrection. Too many guns. That's right. People were actually shot. (laughs) I heard an insurrection. You don't shoot anybody, and you just follow the velvet rope. I don't see any velvet ropes in these pictures. Did you see what's going on at the border, though, right now with Texas? How they've set up their own national guard the texas and they're like blocking the border patrol 
from stopping them from stopping the migrants coming through the border. <laughs> I can't believe what yeah. I just said, but that's actually what's happening. I know. I know. Dude. I know. Um, yeah. It, it means our government's against us. Uh, thank God we have people at the state level still fighting for freedoms uh, on the state level. That's why I know it's hard to believe, but that's that's what made Ron DeSantis so popular. And I, I, Hey, Abbott, I think, should run for president. The left wouldn't know how to deal with it. A guy in a wheelchair? They can't, they can't take down him. Oh, uh, yeah, he a, should come out as a woman, too. Oh, my God. He wouldn't know what to do. Maybe that's what he's waiting for. Uh, he'll end his term as governor. He'll have uh, he'll go see Nancy Pelosi's tit guy and get some <laughs> really nice eighteen year old breasts put in, and then he'll run he'll run as a disabled tranny on the right. Georgina, the Georgina left, Abbott. They would blow their minds. They wouldn't be able to do that one. That that, that would be the end. We uh, the the Republicans would win on a landslide. Then <laughs> <laughs> make Trump the VP. He he would position his golden cross with Jesus on it right between his cleavage, you know. It would just be like <laughs> sitting right there on those. <laughs> yeah, yeah man. it's like exactly Nancy's tits. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> oh man, do you oh, want man. more Whoopi? Yeah, I love Whoopi. Right, yeah, right, I forgot right. that's what we were talking about. That's, right. that's what I was trying to remember. Whatever you want, you know who to vote for. Oh, if that's MAGA. not, if that's not the country you want, you have to make a decision. But that's what MAGA you know? wants. Whoopi. That's what's still in a primary. Yes, may- Did you hear Joy screaming Did over you? everyone in the background? That's what MAGA wants. That's what MAGA wants. That's what they want, dude. That's what MAGA wants, dude. Whoa. Is it so hard to believe to the people on the left? That MAGA just wants the people on the left and their government, you know, uh, machine to just get out of their lives? Maybe they just want you out of their lives and out of their schools and stop dictating everything. Smaller government. That's what we want. That's what we were based on. We need to go back to just a state thing. Let's go back to just states. We need to be the republic again. You know what I mean? Illinois, you want to trans the kids and abort the babies? Fine. You know, but I should have an option to go live somewhere where you're not going to force it down my throat, you know? All for it, man. That's why, hey, Greg Abbott should have the right to block the border with his own little militia. Absolutely. It's your state. I would let him through the federal border and just stop him at the state border. <laughs> <You know? laughs> he's, he's up to something, and he, I think he's proven a point. I think he has a lot of people supporting him, uh, no matter where you live. Uh, okay, I got more Whoopi. It's just a little bit, uh, or it's more joy. Oh, it, it, they it like may, they may like that, but the, I believe the people of the United <laughs> States will make themselves very clear. Yeah. Because people keep telling them what they're doing. The media keeps yeah. saying, this is what you're doing. All right, so uh, Whoopi's uh, totally nonsensical and insane. She's got the Trump derangement syndrome. <laughs> yeah, but frick, she has a feeling. <laughs> Did you hear that? She even said I lost, it. I have a I feeling. lost it on the queue. Did she? Yeah, you're right, dude. <laughs> They're running on feelings, man. That's their whole fucking platform. We have a feeling that these policies will work. They never have. You know, we kind of actually touched on it without even realizing it in one of our last episodes. Uh, the electric car. I mean, you people want to know socialism failing at its best. It's electric cars. 
the government is trying to push them and the people just aren't buying them. That's socialism. Interesting, yes. And why would people want to have these electric cars when it's just proven that they're not as reliable as gas? It's just proven, man. Like, they think people are stupid. Yeah. And I don't think people are as dumb as the media and the machine believes. And when you live... But now you're, but now you're at a point where the government's, like, forcing companies to make products <laughs> that the people don't want. Dude, how far away from... You know, Cuba, you go to Cuba, and they got a hundred different, you know, they got a hundred spatulas, but no pan. Well, I don't know who decided it was a good idea to ban the plastic bags here in Colorado, but we are two weeks into January, and maybe they're going through their supply. It's possible, uh, but I've been to a lot of local places still rocking the plastic bags. And I actually have to say that when the law enacted, I ordered my own box of those thank you plastic bags. They're they're cheaper than what they charge you at the grocery store. And uh, no matter how many of those cloth bags you buy, sometimes you just need some freaking plastic bags, man. I know it sounds crazy to the liberals out there, but it's true. Um, Dude, that's really funny. uh, I was going through the local King Supers the other day, still amazed at their abundant supply of King Super plastic bags that they still had, like, given out to everybody. Like, you know, they're they're letting it happen. Uh, And I kind of peeked under one of their shelves, you know, where they do the, um, you know, the the clerk check-in stuff, and they have their own guy bagging you up and what have you, and they have their own little stock of bags, and... Underneath there, I saw that they, too, had also ordered their own Amazon supply of the white thank you bags. The the grocery stores are saying, we're just sticking with the bags, man. Like, it's so insane. I, I believe these policies and these ideas are just getting a resounding no thanks, and people are just doing their own thing. Dude, you might be a genius here. People listen to this, man. I just went on Amazon. I just looked it up. You get them 300 in a pack, four cents a bag. I bought the thousand pack. <laughs> oh, I, got, I don't got big money like you. It was 35 but, uh, bucks. Dude, fucking four cents. Chicago charges you seven cents a bag. It's 10 cents a bag in Colorado. You might as well buy your own. Buy your this own. Is fantastic. I, I bring in my own wad of plastic bags, dude. Oh, that's a great idea. Because you know, you buy that like canvas one. You use it one time, but then you always forget to put it back in the car. Yes. That's I, genius. Man, you're a genius. I bought the box, and I put it in the trunk, and I told them- you got 3,000 fucking or whatever bags. I said, anytime you go shopping, just don't forget. Like, if they don't have bags, you can go out to the trunk or just grab a few and put it in your pocket when you go in. Wow. Yeah, dude, if you buy the 1,000 pack, you're at fucking two. Almost three cents, less than three cents a bag. Well, they didn't. They didn't go full in on it, but I originally bought it and told Emma I was going to park my ass in front of King Supers with a sign that said ten for a dollar." 
<laughs> right? That's 700 bucks, baby. And you get a free plastic straw. <laughs> <laughs> fuck them turtles. On the, fuck them turtles. That's right, man. <laughs> Come on. There's... There's a there's some money to be made in that situa- situation. There. <laughs> <laughs> you know those bag men not looking so crazy. And this is what separates the homeowners from the homeless. All right, because the homeless are sitting out there with the sign that begging for money, and I'm a guy who owns a home, and I'm going out there with the sign that says ten for a dollar on the plastic bag. I see you an see opportunity, I'm <laughs> and I'm making some money, man. You gotta <laughs> fill those gaps. Fill those gaps, son. You collected the bags. Now sell them. It's Bidenomics, all right? That's what it is. Oh, that's a genius move, man. Wow. Well, and not so genius because the stores themselves just didn't bite. And uh, I went to one of my you local... You probably don't even realize it, dude. They might be charging you the 10 cents and just paying 4 cents a bag. No, at the King Supers that says how many bags, and you just say no bags. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm not paying 10 cents for a bag that's already ripped. Yeah, it's so stupid. I don't know what they were thinking. No, they're... You know you what? can't no, force people. They'll always find loopholes. It's guys like Jared Polis passing laws like this in places like Colorado. Dudes like Jared Polis, uh, millionaires from Boulder who haven't gone to a grocery store in over a decade saying like, yeah, let's charge the plebes 10 cents a plastic bag. That'll teach these losers. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I, I talked to my maid. She said it wouldn't be a big deal. That's right, dude. I don't know why I made him Cuomo, but it's <laughs> really all I got. I'll give that. I'll give that to you for for Polis. <laughs> but I I really do think that uh, there are these laws being passed. You know, Jared Polis is gleefully passing these outrageous laws here about getting new trains, getting you know blasted through the mountains so we can you know take a train ride to Dinosaur, Colorado. Uh, meanwhile, we haven't fixed I twenty five in ten years. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah, but we're going to paint more bike lanes down on 16th Street Mall, man. You know, like, yeah, it's oh just my God, so that. Dude, the fucking bike lanes. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, it's such misplaced priorities, but they don't care because uh, guys like Jared. No, no, Polis, but in, dude, in Chicago, it's even worse. Here. They're, they're spending millions of dollars on bike lanes in neighborhoods that you can't even stand on the corner because you'll get shot. Exactly, There's an open-air yes. drug market, and you're putting a fucking bike lane in? There's... Yes. I don't know. No, dude, we're third in the country in car theft, but we're, we're putting in more bike lanes so uh, the bike riders could be you know safely... Co- oh, you know, once your car gets stolen, you're going to need that bike lane. Bike, dude. <laughs> <laughs> they're, thinking, they're thinking about you, Frank. <laughs> It's fucking joke, man. I can't. The bike lane, and they're doing these like big cement like areas that are blocked off, and then you're like in fire to the fire hydrant, so that you could like park in these weird spots. But then there's a bike lane. They just they ruined Chicago. You can't drive anywhere. Same here, and our priorities are just misplaced and misrepresented. So the the reason I rag on Polis so much lately, especially with his obsession with. He, he's putting all this money into building these new train routes so people can go to ski resorts and stuff. Uh, he built he put all this money into express lanes so people can skip around the poor people to get to their resort in Aspen, right? Like, he's all about supporting the rich mm. people and getting them around the poor folk. 
uh, and he's obsessed with transportation, but not fixing the roads. He doesn't care about the actual traffic or, you know, what kind of potholes everyone's having to dodge on a daily basis on I-25. No, he doesn't care about that. He just cares about spending all this money and doing all these projects because rumor has it, Polis gearing up for a gig as transportation secretary if, no. if, yes, if if Biden wins his second second term, because as we all know, Mayor Pete just isn't really uh, you know. I did such a good job. Uh, what are you talking about? A lot of black smoke clouds. <laughs> a, lot, <laughs> a lot of smoke clouds. A lot of derailments. A lot of issues with the trains, which is why it's it's just really bizarre in Colorado where we don't really need people to build more train tracks. We. We need more better road systems, and you know we need an improvement with the homeless and the crime. No, we're building train tracks. That was the major fault line with the transportation situation over there in the Biden admin. So I do believe that, and I've read a lot about it, that Polis is gearing up for a secretary position there in the White House because everybody knows our first gay president is going to be Jared Polis. And you only fail up when you're a Democrat. Always you fail up, dude. That's oh, crazy. Uh, he ruined the state of Colorado, but I guarantee he'll be <laughs> in the White House. And actually, that's why I'm rooting for Biden. <laughs> so, so he ruined the state of Colorado. So now he's going to have a cabinet position right next to the guy who ruined the state of California. That's Gavin right. Newsom. Yes. It's insane. And then they're just together. They're going to ruin the country. Yeah. But everybody's going to be gay and have that fake haircut. Right, good call, and uh, we'll all own nothing and be happy. That's how it's going to work. Too. Well, that's 2030, Frank. That's the next election. After the meteor uh, destroys us all. I still can't get over that, man. 2029, that's when it's supposed to hit us? Yeah. All right. It's going to be a tough time. Well, stock up on the Dogecoin. That's all. I- <laughs> hey, I did buy some Dogecoin, man. I, yeah. You're back into Doge? Well, I never really got rid of it. All right, so you're back in the doge. We didn't really, uh, I got a quick one. Uh, we got time for it. I'm going to toss it out there, actually. Uh, I, I don't know. I want to hear what you think. I feel like our cousins know more about it, but let's do it. A big win for the cryptocurrency industry after a landmark federal ruling by regulators. The Securities Exchange Commission, they approved nearly a dozen investment funds that will now let everyday investors buy and sell Bitcoin, much as they do stocks. Senior business and tech correspondent Jolene Kent is in Washington. Joe, good morning to you. So what's the significance here? Good morning, Tony. This was groundbreaking. Crypto fans say this decision, which applies only to Bitcoin, could help legitimize the cryptocurrency industry as a whole after several high-profile fraud cases, including the conviction of Sam Bankman-Fried. Now, the SEC approved Bitcoin ETFs, or exchange-traded funds, which are essentially a bucket of assets. They can hold anything from gold bars to treasuries, and now they can hold Bitcoin. Now, buying an ETF shares uh, allow people to invest in these assets without out buying them directly. And that's a key here. It's a big advantage for investors who don't want to navigate the complexities of a crypto wallet. Now, the SEC's historic decision oh, on Wednesday approved <laughs> applications this for 11 so Bitcoin ETFs offered by some big Because now you're like putting money into your 401k and you don't even realize it's like invested in crypto, you know? I feel like this is just leading us to the digital ID system. And digital. No, wallets. I think it's far more nefarious. I think they kind of ran out of money in our system, and you're just going to rob the people 
in the crypto world. Oh, what? I didn't see that take, man. I, I just feel like I'm more on the they need us digitized. They can't have us spending cash on stuff because they can't track it. They need the credit card transactions, but digital. And let's just start getting people on our new digital digitized monetary system uh, that you can only get you know access to if you take all the shots and get your booster, right? And you follow the rules and don't do your stupid podcast where you talk bad about Joe Biden, you know. And, and then you you get your money and access to your bank, which is all this new digital currency because the dollar is defunct now. Sorry, we inflated everything. Uh, accidentally, and there's no more money. Yeah, but you know, you, so many people would have to admit they were wrong. See, it's better to just allow these these funds to invest in Bitcoin because then Bitcoin is so volatile; it could just drop to four dollars tomorrow from forty thousand. Yes, right. Yeah, and man. nobody would even know. And then you could just fucking chalk it, chalk it up to volatile market. We lost all your money. No big deal. Now nobody realizes you actually stole all their money way before you artificially deflated the crypto market. Because now you're investing into a market that can easily be manipulated. And so if you need to hide money, you can do that by just lowering the value of crypto and, oh, we lost money. Who, you know what I mean? Who is the creator of the Bitcoin? That's Sosio Nataka, whatever. <laughs> I'm so racist. The Japanese guy. Oh, Hiroshima. Is this um uh Japan? Did you say Japanese? Yeah. The uh. You are know. we are we sure, or is this like another kind of man? We live in the you know veil under the veil. Oh, yeah, of- Satoshi Nakamoto. He launched Bitcoin, but nobody really knows who he is. I guess. That's what I'm saying. It's so easy for our intelligence agencies to create a fictitious character like this Nakamoto fella or Bin Laden or whatever, somebody that we can't really actually physically see or believe in, and then the guy is allegedly the creator of whatever, you know? And I feel like all this stuff always has ties to the DOD or something like that. I mean, have you looked into Facebook? Like, Facebook was a Department of Defense concept up until, like, the very last day or the very first day where Facebook was created as an LLC, and then Facebook hit the market, and it was an exact replica of the Department of Defense Facebook concept. Yeah, it's all. I, I believe it's all CIA. Like they, they definitely made. That's what I mean, dude. They everybody like who knows no, knew they were going to allow this to happen because it's such an easy way to to hide money, to steal money. Well, so Bitcoin could just be a massive international laundering front for the most... It was probably the CIA. Come on, they called the guy. <laughs> it oh, has this to weird be, guy. Dude. His name is Satoshi Nakamoto. Yeah, Americans will eat that shit up. He's a jab. <laughs> Sushi Hiroshima. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Literally, dude, like, on. we're too stupid to, like, look it up or figure out who this guy is, right? Yeah, I'm exactly. not even going to double-check his work. I can't beat an Asian. <laughs> He's a Japanese. Smarter he than me. This stuff. Absolutely. <laughs> you know? 
All right, man. So we're in agreement then. I didn't think so. I I thought actually you were on board with the the revolution, man. Like this is the blockchain, bro. We're gonna we're gonna take over finances in the world and take over the government. No, no, no listen. Dogecoin is that movement. That's why it's eight cents. That's why it's worthless. <laughs> okay. Bitcoin is the CIA, and it's worth forty thousand dollars right now. That's okay? right, dude. Yeah, that's the difference. <laughs> <laughs> I was, you can play with dogecoin you'll make some money it's easy to make money with dogecoin because it's so cheap and it does go up and down but not dude bitcoin went from like seventy thousand down to 19 and then back up to 43 tell me that's not people hiding money i'm stocking up it, on the dogecoin for the end of the world when the comet's coming and i'm gonna go up to the spaceship that elon's built and i'm just gonna offer him up all my doge and be like here here's my doge and he'll give me oh, the ride. Hopefully, you got enough for a ticket. I know uh, that's right. Well, if you collect <laughs> now, think about how much it will be worth. It's like you know, it's gold, right? In the future. It's only eight cents now. It's eight cents now. Could be your life later on. <laughs> that's right, dude. <laughs> the everyone laughs at Dogecoin, but it will be your only ticket onto the spaceship uh, to Mars to save us from the comet. I never really talk about my investments or anything, but I did set up a long time, like a while back. Uh, on Robin Hood, I just like every week buy a dollar of Doge because I get paid every week, you know. All right, a little Doge. So just a dollar, Doge, <laughs> dude. All of a sudden, the shit just out of nowhere for no reason jumps up to nine cents, and you look and you just made, you know, you just made a, a, a few hundred bucks for like not even for doing nothing, you know, for no reason, <laughs> for no reason at all. It's just so stupid. And then you know it's going to go back down. You sell it, it's going to go back down to four or five cents. But I'm telling you, 20, 2029, when the comet is approaching, that doge will get you onto the spaceship. Maybe. Or underground. No, we've talked about it. You want to just mm, just ride the wave, take it in. I'm done. <laughs> take, drop a little acid or some shrooms and watch, watch the anything, show. If anything, right? it's the best way, because <laughs> as you're watching this comet come at you, you could be like... Man, I was going to be very successful, but I didn't have the chance. Wow, yes. You know, I could have been a contender, but the comet came. (laughs) I suggest everybody plan everything for 2030 that you don't want to do. Like, no, no, uh, let's do that August 2030. I got a lot going on. (laughs) Plumbing license, 2030. You're right on it. I'm going to get that doctorate in uh, 2030. Yeah. yeah, I was going to go back to school, 2030. 2030. <laughs> That's a great call. We'll get married in 2030. Trust me. Just, I got a feeling. Saying, <laughs> I, I, Wherever you want, plan it out. <laughs> First class, baby. We're going. 2030, trust me, I've got a feeling. All right. I've got- <laughs> hey, call back. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs>